Hello and welcome to the latest Eccentric Earth Minisode. This week, we're going to be talking about the British Naval Officer, William Whetstone. The world will little note no longer remember what we say, but it can never forget what they did. Ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. William Whetstone was born sometime around the 1650s, though there is no record of his birth, so the exact date is unknown. He was, however, born into a naval family, with his father John Whetstone being a naval officer. Living in Bristol, William married a woman named Sarah in 1677, and that year he took an apprenticeship that would last until 1688. The marriage produced two sons and two daughters. His eldest daughter, also named Sarah, married the naval officer Woods Rogers. Unfortunately, Sarah died in 1698 and was buried in the church of St Nicholas's in Bristol. William entered Navy service that same year and was appointed the 30th of July 1689 to command the hired ship Europa and he spent the next two years conveying supplies to Ireland. He was then briefly appointed to command the HMS Portsmouth from the 3rd of February to the 12th of August 1691. Here he came to the attention of Admiral Edward Russell who described him as a good man. He did not, however, exert himself on Whetstone's behalf, and William spent the year of 1692 unemployed. He returned to active duty in the Navy in 1693, at first as the part owner of the privateer Delaval, and later receiving a commission to command HMS Norfolk, which was then being built at Southampton. She was launched on the 27th of March 1693, and Whetstone proceeded to man the ship. He was discharged from her on the 23rd of May. A series of brief commands followed before he took command of the HMS York from the 13th of July 1693 to the 13th of June 1695. William's next command was to the HMS Dreadnought on the 6th of July 1696. He sailed her to Newfoundland in Canada and spent the next three years there on station, finally being discharged on the 13th of July 1699. The command of the HMS Yarmouth followed, lasting from May 1700 to June 1701, when William was promoted to Commodore and was moved to the York at the head of the squadron dispatched to Jamaica. He attempted to set sail but was twice forced to return to Plymouth for repairs. He then made better progress but soon had to put in at Cork. The ship was then surveyed and pronounced unfit for the journey to the West Indies. William instead took command of the HMS Canterbury on the 4th of February 1702 and was finally able to cross the Atlantic. He arrived in the West Indies in May, joining the fleet at Port Royal under the command of Vice Admiral John Benbow. Benbow gave him the local rank of Rear Admiral. By now, the War of the Spanish Succession had broken out, and news of its declaration reached Benbow on the 7th of July. He detached William and six ships to surge off Port St. Louis in Hispaniola for a French squadron under Admiral Jean de Case, which it was believed would call at the port on its voyage to Cartagena, from where he might raid English and Dutch shipping. After William had left, Benbow took his squadron and sailed for Cartagena, anticipating that either he or William would find a case and bring him to battle. 
By the time William had reached Hispaniola, de Case had already departed, and it was Benbow who eventually found him. After the unsatisfactory conclusion of the action, a wounded Benbow returned to Port Royal, meeting up with William, who had returned from cruising off Hispaniola. Benbow then ordered the trial by court-martial of several of his captains for cowardice and disobedience they had shown during the action. William was president of the court-martial, Benbow being too ill to take the role himself. Benbow eventually died on the 4th of November 1702, and William took over the command of Jamaica Station. He held command until June 1703, when he was superseded by Vice Admiral John Graydon. William went on to engage and destroy a number of privateers of San Domingo, but an attempt on the French colony at Placentia had to be abandoned because of the weather, the island's defences, and the sickness in the fleet. William and Graydon then departed Jamaica, with William returning to England in October 1703. Prince George promoted William to Rear Admiral of the Blue in January 1704. This was a measure designed to show both approval of his conduct whilst holding acting rank, and at the same time to separate him from charges rising against Graydon. The promotion caused controversy, however, as it was done over the heads of other captains, including Sir James Wishart. Wishart was serving under Sir George Rook, who threatened to resign over the issue. Wishart was then made a Rear Admiral of the Blue as well, and made senior to William. William was given command of a squadron in the English Channel in March 1704 and was promoted to Rear Admiral of the White in January 1705. The appointment to the post of Commander-in-Chief of the West Indies came in February that year, with a knighthood five days later on the 22nd of February. He raised his flag aboard HMS Montague and arrived at Jamaica to take up his post in mid-May. He was largely thwarted though by the weakness of the ships under his command. The smaller vessels were able to take several valuable prizes, but they were not strong enough to allow him to attack any Spanish settlements. He hoped to convince the governor of Cartagena to declare in favour of King Charles, but received the reply that the governor, quote, knew no sovereignty but King Philip. William continued to persist though, and in 1706 he and Governor Handyside attempted to persuade the Spanish colonies at Cuba and Cartagena to declare in favour of Charles. William was relieved later that year by a squadron under William Kerr and returned to England in December 1706. William was given command of a squadron in May 1707 and was ordered to operate off Dunkirk against Claude de Forbin, a dangerous corsair. In June, he was ordered to escort a convoy of 19 ships of the Muscovy Company as far as the Shetland Islands. He sailed with them until they were all well past Shetland before returning home. Unfortunately, the convoy was later intercepted by Forbin, who was able to capture 15 of the vessels. Though the orders were at fault for being insufficient in their scope, and William had fulfilled them in full, the Muscovy Company was outraged. A trial was held at which William was accused of leaving the ships to be attacked. The Admiralty defended him, but eventually he was made a scapegoat. He was dismissed from his command and received no further employment in the Royal Navy. William died in 1711 and was buried at St Michael's Church in Bristol on the 3rd of April 1711. At the time of his death, he was owed the substantial sum of £2,500 by various debtors. This podcast is part of Britpod Scene, an independent network of uniquely British podcasts that's always growing. Check out BritpodScene.com or BritpodScene on Twitter to find out more. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this episode. If you enjoyed it, you can find us on social media. Uh, Twitter and Instagram is at eccentric underscore earth. 
Our Facebook page is www.facebook.com forward slash eccentric earth. And our website is www.eccentricearthpodcast.com. If you want to write in with any suggestions for future episodes or to get in contact for any reason, our email address is eccentricearth at outlook.com. We're on all major podcast providers and on YouTube, so please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you enjoyed the show, please leave us a review. We're also now part of the Britpod Scene Network, which has dozens of amazing British podcasts, so go and check them out to discover some great new shows. Thank you for listening, and we will see you in the next episode.